What about the Mediterranean diet and weight loss? After all, the word diet connotes weight loss to almost everyone on the planet these days, which is ironic since the word comes from the Greek dieta, meaning more than just what you eat, but your entire lifestyle. Isn't it ironic? We talk about the Mediterranean diet and the word diet is Mediterranean in its origin. Well, while no one disputes the superiority of the Mediterranean diet for cardiovascular health, diabetes, cancer, even dementia, what about weight loss? Well, it turns out that weight loss has been studied by a number of people, and the Mediterranean diet stacks up as well against any diet out there for long-term weight loss and maintenance. But as you know, you can lose weight with any diet. You can lose weight with the ice cream diet, the McDonald's diet, the Twinkie diet, the cookie diet, the low-calorie HCG diet, which has nothing to do with HCG and everything to do with the 800 calories they put you on, which is horrible. But we even did the beer and sausage diet, both myself and our producer, Mr. Evo Terra. Now, there's a great deal of good things that happen with weight loss. No matter how you lose the weight, all of these things are better for you. But what you eat has clear implications to long-term health. And what's the best diet for the long-term health? No doubt about it. It's the Mediterranean diet. But today, I'm going to tell you about our little experiment with the Mediterranean diet on weight loss surgery patients. I'm Dr. Terry Simpson, and this is Fork U, Fork University, where we make sense of the madness, busting myths, and teaching you a little bit about food as medicine. As I speak, my colleague, Dr. Helmut Billy, is presenting this data to the International Bariatric Conference in Oxford. That's England. I was supposed to go there, but alas, someone, someone has to hold down the ship. But let's put it this way. As you know, I'm a weight loss surgeon, but there really isn't a uniform diet that weight loss surgeons agree to for after weight loss surgery. Many patients are told just to eat less or eat better. Some are given some diet plans like Weight Watchers, or some are given low-carb diet plans. What's interesting is in my look around, no one, no bariatric surgeon has adopted the Mediterranean diet to a post-operative weight loss plan. It would seem easy to do since the Mediterranean diet is easy to follow and can be measured on that nine-point scale. One would think it would be a natural. So in 2010, we began coaching our patients about the Mediterranean diet using that same nine-point scale. Since many insurance companies require a physician-supervised diet to be even be able to qualify for the insurance company to pay for weight loss surgery, but they don't provide any guidance for it, we decided to use this as the benchmark for our patients. Of course, many of our patients would tell us before surgery that if they could lose weight by a diet, they wouldn't need surgery. In fact, our average patient had nine previous dietary attempts, all successful, just couldn't continue to lose weight before getting their weight loss surgery results. Oddly, none of them had ever tried the Mediterranean diet. So we used this as a basis for our physician-supervised diet, teaching our patients how to score using the Mediterranean diet log sheet. In addition, we taught them how to use food frequency questionnaires and further how to use it after surgery because we had something in mind. Now, after weight loss surgery, patients are put on a liquid and puree diet. During this time, we emphasize smoothies and soups that are rich in legumes, vegetables, and fruits. Modular unflavored proteins were added to those to augment the protein intake, whether it was whey or plant-based. In addition, patients were taking chewable vitamins. I usually had them take Flintstones. 
It's easy to obtain and expensive. As people advance in their early post-operative food stage, we emphasize in continuing with the Mediterranean diet, legumes and fish being the preferred source of protein. Fish tacos were a favorite, by the way. And while tacos aren't Mediterranean, it brings about an important point. The Mediterranean diet isn't about foods from the Mediterranean region. It is about categories of food, regardless of where they come from. Take the taco. Tacos made from corn, which is a whole grain, with legumes like beans, the salsa, which is mostly fruit-based like tomatoes, and cabbage, a vegetable that serves as a good crunch, along with some fish or shrimp. And since the Mediterranean diet is based on a pre-cooked weight, a simple street taco can provide two Mediterranean diet points, legumes and fish, and brings them a long way to get their Mediterranean diet for whole grains, fruits, and vegetables. Now, there were some concerns about the Mediterranean diet. Some of my colleagues worried about something called a bezoar. A bezoar is a ball of fiber that's found in the stomach. And since weight loss surgery is clearly an operation on the stomach, they were worried that too much fiber could cause the development of these bezoars. It turns out the only bezoars that have been discovered in weight loss surgery patients are from a specific type of jujubes, coconuts, or unripened persimmons. There was one report of a lactobezoar, which means it was a whey product found in one patient's stomach. And there was even a trichobezoar, which came from a very accomplished patient who had this odd habit of pulling out her hair and eating it. Otherwise, this diet is rich in viscous fiber and is not the type that would cause a bezoar, unless, of course, given the above. What are the results? Well, all the patients we did, we were able to get 134 patients with consistent data. And those results were this. Those who had a score of five or more lost 20% more weight and kept it off than those who had a score of zero to three. This was regardless of the weight loss surgery type. Almost every patient asked, what is the best weight loss surgery to get weight loss? And the answer is always the kind you eat well with. In this case, we had patients who had the lap band, the gastric sleeve, and the bypass all do equally well if they got five to nine points and equally poorly if they got zero to three points. Four points seemed to be the thing. So you think, what? It doesn't matter what weight loss surgery we had. Let me give you an analogy. Ernest Hemingway once asked Ansel Adams what type of camera he used to take such beautiful photos. Adams in return asked Hemingway what kind of typewriter he used to write such beautiful novels. It isn't the weight loss surgery tool that one uses. It is the diet they do after the surgery. This was the first study done with weight loss surgery patients that shows both the Mediterranean diet can be adopted for their postoperative routine and that the Mediterranean diet scoring closer adherence to it provides superior weight loss. It's easy to adhere to, it's measurable, and it provided our patients with a guideline that they used exceedingly successfully after weight loss surgery. So yes, Mediterranean diet works well after weight loss surgery patients. It works well for patients who want to do weight loss. But we know based on all of the other data from the EPIC study, from Ansel Keys's previous studies, the seven country studies, that the Mediterranean diet is superior for long-term cardiovascular health, decreased risk of diabetes, decreased risk of dementia. There's no other diet that beats it, not only for weight loss, but as a template for weight loss surgery patients. 
Thanks for listening to Fork You. I'm Dr. Terry Simpson. And while I am a doctor, I may not be your doctor. And if you're looking for advice, please consult your board-certified physician, not a functional medicine or holistic type. And if you're looking for more dietary advice, a registered dietitian with them. This episode was produced by our friends at Simpler Media, Ali Press, and the pod god, Mr. Evo Terra, who indeed did the beer and sausage diet under my supervision, and we will talk about that in a later podcast. Please check out the associated blog with this, yourdoctorsorders.com. And to those of my colleagues in Oxford, I'm sorry I missed it, but I am sure that my colleague, my partner, Dr. Billy, did a great job. Thanks for listening, everybody. Good day. <laughs>